0: Yeah, before, I think it was the session before Vesak, probably two three weeks ago, so I started to talk about in more detail about mindfulness of breathing based on the Anapanasati Sutta. Yeah, started I think it was two weeks two weeks ago to talk in more detail about to, to talk about in more detail and, uh, Anapanasati, Anapanasati Sutta. mid length discourses hundred eighteen, the most detailed mindfulness of breathing instructions of the Buddha. Then we talks about Based on mindfulness of breathing, one can develop the four foundations of mindfulness and the seven enlightenment factors that lead to true knowledge and liberation. And he gives 16 steps, or 16 different instructions about developing different qualities based on mindfulness of breathing. So that time I talk about the first four, of these, uh, when breathing in and out, one knows where the breath is short or long, and then experiencing the whole body breathing in and out, being aware of the, one while breathing in and out, being aware of the whole body, and then. Calming or stealing the bodily formations. The one hand, the, the the breath becomes more peaceful, or paying attention to the peaceful quality of the breath. In brief, it was from the last time, and today, are yeah, the next two was three instructions from the Buddha. Uh, Experiencing, I will train myself. I can even say Maybe I'm. One trains oneself to experience rapture, breathing in and out, and one trains oneself experiencing happiness, breathing in and out. The, the two factors of samadhi, of you know, composed or calm mind. So, how can one? That train oneself to experience experience happiness or rapture, in meditation. Um, the Buddha usually the way he explains samadhi development. is that gladness leads to, Parikot called, pamoja, gladness leads to, then on to. To rapture and then to to happiness and so a gladness. Um, on one hand, we can experience gladness. Like the Buddha says it's a it's a like one can be glad about many things. Obviously Uh, about some success or getting something or whatever experiencing something nice we can be glad or looking forward to something like that but in this case it's a gladness that comes from the mind is free from from defilements or free from obstructing factors on the one hand like for example the five hindrances sense desire, aversion, sloth and torpor restlessness and remorse and doubt. On the other hand, if the mind is interested and stays with a if them if one stays with a meditation object in a skillful way, then the mind can get uplifted by that and, and gladness arises. that's also something generally important to pay attention to so then later in this instruction the Buddha gives them this instruction i will breathe in gladdening the minds and breathe out gladdening the minds to train oneself to gladden the mind so this one actually observes its influence meditation practice am i practicing meditation so that the mind gets uplifted and gladdened or does one train oneself to feel more and more miserable meditation practice like freezing in and sort of unpleasant and boring and freezing in and out making the mind more and more miserable and so I say it's, it's important obviously to pay attention what is what's going on there or what, in what way one is practicing and what is the result and to be aware of that. There can be different factors, at least from my experience. It can lead to gladness or like making the meditation more enjoyable. One way is just the physical way of breathing example, as I already mentioned, like, to pay attention: is the are you breathing in a way that makes makes you feel like tense or tight or narrow? Um, and On the other hand, or like you're pushing the breath out a lot and like, squeezing it out and pulling it in and actually. For example, it wouldn't be necessary to have so much movement and just experiment. Like, for example, instead of just pushing and pulling the breath out for a very long time, we can just maintain a sense of fullness during the in and out breath. Like, for example, we're breathing out and in just half the amount that you would usually breathe, and just maintaining a sense of fullness rather than squeezing the the breath and also obviously like we also we can also notice like observe are there any tensions in the body can also make it more unpleasant and if we can relax some tension in the body so basically you can see can one breathe in a peaceful or relaxed way more like the physical aspect of the aspect of the breathing process. On the other hand, maybe I should have also said this the last time mindfulness of breathing is not it's not primarily a breathing exercise. It's about some perfect way of breathing, but more actually the main thing is in a way to uh, develop mindfulness and attention based on the breath, but not so much to create some perfect breath experience. um, Not that can make it more pleasant, or enjoyable, or gladdening the mind. This mindfulness of breathing, and also what perception do we have of the breath. for example, just maintaining this being aware of the whole body. Like another thing that I, for example, makes it more peaceful, at least from my experience. One can just, instead of feeling, like usually, maybe feel about it in terms of here is a, foot or a hand or a head or so on instead of just simply not so much paying attention to these details but just can you stay with the movement of the breath expanding and contracting in in, in space not so much paying attention which part is exactly there and and so on but just having this proximal like being aware of like a approximately like around the body of a a sphere or like a ball. And then the breath is just expanding and contracting in in space. also, for example, you can try what makes it easy to maintain mindfulness of the whole body. Let's say we're staying with two, is it possible to just maintain this perception being mindful of the whole body. What can also be, make it easier if you stay with two spots, let's say top of your head or the the base of the spine. For example, if that makes it easy to stay with the whole body. Just some some examples to to try out basically, what makes it easy to to stay with the whole body, being aware of the whole body and the breath. Another thing is the the way we direct our attention or how we relate to the breath can also make it more miserable, more enjoyable. The meditation. We yeah, to observe: Are you directing your attention in a forceful or hard way or like tense way? Are you doing the meditation like a thing? perfunctory like a job or a chore that you have to do this type of attitude and obviously then on the other hand can you develop some focused uh, continuous uh, sustained joyous interest in meditation object So hold the meditation object with, with gladness or to applying the mind with delight to the meditation object. We can, we can recognize something peaceful or uplifting in the breath, and then staying with this sensation. That's also important to 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 see that one can make a lot of effort or a very intense efforts, but in a joyful way. That is a, not a contradiction. Can, these two qualities can go together, and it's also more than this joy or, or this this interests Then it's like a like an engine that also sustains one's practice. The Buddha describes also when when talks about abandoning the five hindrances, also in this sense one can if one reflects about it, one can gladden the mind, like one see one is one is glad that one can dwell with a mind free from aversion, with a with immeasurable goodwill. Or one can be glad that one can abandon sloth and torpor, like a dull or murky mind, and instead dwell with a clear, bright mind, which is mindful and clearly comprehending, and glad, be glad about that, that one can like, develop the, at least practice to develop the mind in this direction, or abandon the restlessness and remorse, and be glad that one can dwell with a mind that is inwardly peaceful at least yeah, if, one, if one notices one is say, distracted one can at least at the beginning of the meditation to remind oneself yeah now can practice to, to develop a mind that is inwardly peaceful and, and enjoy that And also to see, like, see meditation as a, as a form of punya, a, a form of good action. Like, punya is the punya merit uh, the good actions by body, speech and minds and the happiness that we experience because of our good actions either in this life or in future lives. So I think are often Westerners don't seem to see meditation so much as a form of punya in the sense in the, let's see meditation is something I'm happier. Meditation is something you're happy about and you're happy about doing something good, but it's more like something, I don't know, if it is this mood that I picked up in some meditation retreats, is often it's very serious in a way that one has some some serious task and yeah but not so much ah oh, it's nice now I can do something good for myself and for others and and enjoy that. It's very it's usually very serious that <laughs> I don't remember from meditation retreats. <laughs> Buddha says in one sutta, the Pochanga I think, it gives a simile of a, of a cook, or like two different cooks. One is incompetent and one is skillful. And the, the incompetent cook is just cooking always the same things, but he doesn't pay attention what his master likes and so he doesn't get any, any wage increase and promotions. And on the other hand, the skillful cook, he's cooking different dishes and then he observes, is my master taking more of this one or less of this one? And does he like that one or whatever different things that the cook is cooking? And then because he's attentive to that, then he gets some wage increases and promotions And similar is is the, like some some monk doesn't pick up what's the mind actually likes, essentially like in terms of meditation, what's, what way of practicing or what's, what way of staying meditation object it's actually picked up by the mind and because of that he doesn't experience gladness and then some other monk is more skillful and he, he is actually observing what, how does the mind responds to, to one's own dharma practice and what does he pick up like what meditation object or what way of meditation does he like to stay with and then he it develops his practice in, according to that. So to, have to be sensitive to what you're doing and an and observant in this way, like it's also something helpful. Yeah, what's the difference between Pity and sukha rapture and happiness or pleasure. Yeah, the the pity is more like a, and it's, it is more qualitative uplift or movement. It can be like a tingling sensation or a flush, and or the chaos standing on end, like the mind becomes like buoyant and light. And it can be like momentarily or like, with, with in and out, together with the in and out breath, pervading the body. And then like the Buddha describes, when he describes Samadhi, like the, the body gets more pervaded by this, um, by this sensation, and yeah, it gives the similar of like, I mean, like a bowl like a uh, I if i can remember it correctly now like some barber uses some I think some soap powder and then it sprinkles, it's, it's sprinkling this is sprinkling into its water and they're making a like a bowl out of that which is completely like pervaded by this, by the water in an out and it's similar the, the body gets pervaded by by that or then later if it gets stronger like the Buddha scraps it just wells up similarly like if there's a lake and there's a, a well underneath it and the, the water that comes out of the spring the cold water pervades the whole lake and, and in the same way um, this, this rapture and happiness pervade the body the this sukha happiness is more at least from the in, in, this, in this quality of, of the some one experienced in Samadhi is more like continuous or less associated with a upward like with a with an uplifting movement. And but they are also difficult to distinguish. Usually like rapture and happiness they always arise together and only later, again, like in when the samadhi gets stronger, then the, the rapture disappears and only the sukha, the more calm quality remains. So it's not so easy to, to distinguish actually the two. Now, similar, maybe with let's say, for If a plane is taking off and it's raining or the weather is not so nice, then when it's taking off, there's a lot of movement, there's disturbances. The plane is taking off and there's disturbances, and then once it has reached a certain height and like I said, that above the clouds, then it's more just a, a steady flight and the sky is blue. And, and so similar like the the web just more this movements than basically when the minds it's more like up, uplifted at the beginning there's more movement and then once it gets beyond beyond this level it's, it's more steady and yeah, less less movement. Another interesting, another interesting thing that one can learn from that is also how does one's mind react to experiencing happiness or pleasure. We get excited about it or tense, tense up or feel embarrassed about it or whatever reactions we, we can notice. And yeah, the Buddha he said that when he developed samadhi, he practiced so that the even this happiness wouldn't overpower his mind. So also the mind can be like overpowered or like, yeah, by, by this form of happiness and And yeah, to, for example, if, if, if we can stay, say if, uh, if this feeling is more strong, then we can just stay with the body posture and the and the breath continuously, rather than focusing on the rather than focusing on the movement, staying with that also devo- developing more the onlooking quality of the mind. And like this, and mostly staying with the cause for for Samadhi, with the breath and with the whole body, and not so much focusing on the movement. Already last time there was a question about getting attached to samadhi or getting stuck in samadhi. Um, yeah, the Buddha calls this also the, the happiness of seclusion and the happiness of awakening, and he says that should not be feared but actually be developed. It's a part of the noble eightfold path, and something that we have to actually use to cross over to the other shore in a way we can say and also it's unnecessary like the buddha says it's actually necessary to develop a different form of happiness if one wants to escape centrality one actually needs another form to experience another form of happiness and so also from that perspective, it's important to like, develop samadhi because otherwise the mind will not sh- just just latch on to whatever is available. And then if nothing else is available, then it reverts to a pleasant sense experience. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I guess, I think mostly It's similar to the the raft for crossing over to the other shore. It's good to, as long as you're crossing over, just hold on to the raft and make sure that you stay on it. And similar with samadhi, actually everyone takes care of samadhi and mindfulness and develops it and, and makes it stable. And yeah. I think ever generally. yeah think if one is maybe non-returner, then one can start to worry about: what do I get attached to somebody? Maybe this is something I should be very careful about, and otherwise I might stay in pure abodes very long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> uh, meaning the, uh, the only danger one can expect in a way that's. One starts to, for example, observe date precepts co- continuously, and yeah, they give up one's normal way of, of life, like as, as as still a slave person or small like a small gunan. I think that is, a little, if somebody gets more powerful, that might be a danger that one can expect, but it's just a part of the path, and yeah. <laughs> Any questions, comments, experiences? Um, The Attachment Mm. to the sense of well-being, of course, you know, one, I would say that um, if you repeat it, if you experience it repeatedly Mm. and the conditions that Mm. lead to it, then you know that it's not so much whether the conditions are there or not. Mm. But the other thing is it's always all this can only take place because the
1: breathing is there in the living body. Mm.
0: So in that sense mm. that condition needs to be met. Mm. And therefore attachment like mm. naturally cannot you know it's like it's like um, similarly you cannot uh, I mean it, you, you, the conditions might be there for you to have this great sense of well-being and happiness like trying happiness but you know that you're just kind of lucky um, and it's all still subject to the, the, the body that is going to die. Mm-hmm. And that will never, that will not change, despite Mm. the sense of reading, I'm not sure that. Yes. Um, I think generally it's, for example, more difficult if it's a person is dying and has strong pain or difficulty with the breathing actually, maybe almost not able to breathe anymore. It's definitely more difficult to develop Samadhi based on mindfulness of breathing then, but also, for example, one can, that there is some, let's say there are some sensations that are unpleasant with the breathing process, but then it's just still some, maybe some, some aspect of the breath, which is still like peaceful, or where like one still can, you can still stay with it. Even if, maybe, even if in general it's it's maybe difficult to breathe, for example. Um, so, okay, like also if, say the whole, if it seems like the whole body seems is completely like pervaded by pain, for example, one can also say focus on the the quality of space, for example. Right? Like it's, it's, if it, if it seems like that, but then there's also good to question this perception that we have like about about pain. We have a certain perception about pain, how it is affecting the whole body or, and, and the feeling of being threatened, for example. So, I mean, another, I think another thing In a way by developing samadhi and by contemplating the body it can also become more clear that actually this at least from this my know, like interpretation of, of it, but uh, yeah how to say the actually two like the these mental qualities, of, of rapture or, or happiness, they're actually mental, quali- like mental qualities. Like one, because of the way one one develops the mindfulness of, of breathing, we develop this perception of that the body gets pervaded by by, by this rapture, happiness, but actually the, the four elements of the body, and I think this this quality is actually two separate things. There's also something that the Buddha later describes the developing inside knowledge about the four elements, that the, that the four elements and consciousness are actually two, two different things. And yeah, so in a way by, if one simultaneously contemplates the decaying nature of the body, like say with the body parts or the four elements, and and uh, the key of the body, like that, uh, it becomes more uh, apparent. Also, like for example, the this experience of of brightness of the mind can can be either experienced like, as pervading the body, or as in the brightness, is actually something separate, like something independent of the body in a way, like a. similar maybe if you have practiced metta meditation and you had a sense of a goodwill towards other beings radiating outwards you can maybe have an experience that this upper lift is brightness just radiates outwards and this can be similar with, with with this quality of samadhi that they actually then experience to something like a separate from body, like the, the cheetah, this, this cheetah this is sprite so you can see this, this is like a separate entity there's the body this is for elements and hair of the head and hair of the body and so on and nails and teeth and, and, and there is this other there is other this, this, this brightness of the, of the cheetah. if one, yeah, like it's. In the, in the classic description the Buddha, in the suttas, of the Buddha in the suttas he they he describes it some, this developing somebody to a very high level to the fourth jhana and then developing this inside knowledge of the four elements but um, I think if one contemplates other practices simultaneously then yeah, also it can yeah, well, one can at least, to some extent, maybe have some experience of, of that as as well. One, one has a sense of well-being, and, and then one you notices know, that, that actually, I've died. Mm-hmm. That would be a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Like. Yeah, I think it's it just depends like to what extent. Yeah, well, what can I say? And the more one has developed a a form of of happiness or inner stability, independent of the five senses and content in seeing the body as decaying and, and alien, the less the, the mind gets disturbed and this Yeah, it's then just like a a burden that just falls away like it it's it's the manifest like the 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 four like this the the skin and the the flesh and the bones and so on, they are they're already the manifestation of, of, of decay and death. And so to that extent to which the the mind sees them as as decaying and alien. And then the mind is already disjoint from them and then I mean, it, it, it depends just obviously how, to, to what extent, to what depth one has contemplated that it can be just, yeah, from getting maybe a little bit less disturbed to being still completely peaceful, even if strong pain arises or the, one is in the process of dying. But in principle, then it just depends on like how to what extent one has developed samadhi on the one hand, and to what extent one has actually seen the body as, as the king and, and alien. And, and it's already like, liberated, like the, the cheetah, where it just can be already liberated. One doesn't have to contemplate this like, only at the time of death, but one can already escape now. Like, no, no need to wait for a long time. But <laughs> so, yeah, it's. One can already, if one practices in this direction, then at least the, the mind gets less affected from some whatever happens with the with the body. If one is it's good to care, take good care of one's body, but then, you know there is this possibility of of escaping, or, yeah, <laughs> like, then, like in the sense of escaping, in the sense that the the mind finds a different form of stability and and, and and peace. Yeah otherwise if there are no other questions then continue the next time with more about developing mindfulness of breathing and the cheetah, the mind or heart.